behave like God as his very dear children behave like God as his very dear children. I think the responsorial antiphon kind of summarizes the first reading for us today. St. Paul writing to the Ephesians, um, he wishes to kind of underscore that once we have embraced Christ, once we have received baptism, once we receive the Eucharist, once we become empowered by the Holy Spirit, that we cannot, not, we cannot behave as though nothing has happened. And that is that invitation, the invitation to behave like God, to be like Christ. And so this is why St. Paul kind of summarizes quickly, my brothers and sisters, be kind to one another, compassionate, forgiving one another, as God has forgiven you in Christ. Be imitators of God as his beloved children and live in love as Christ loved us and handed himself over for us as a sacrificial offering to God for fragrant aroma. That invitation is to be like God, to be like Christ, is a great call. We look at ourselves and say, yes, I am a Christian. Yes, I am a Catholic. Yes, I am someone who's striving to live out my faith. And yet I stumble and I fall and I get wound up by things. I forget. I get impatient. I get critical. All those things. It seems like what the Paul is saying to us is that, yes, we know. Yes, we know that we are limited in so many ways. And yet the call is still there. The call is still there. And so the invitation is always to see the ideal that we can turn towards. Because if we start reducing it, excusing and um, justifying, then we will never really strive for that which the Lord is inviting us. And this is why St. Paul continues. He says, not only are we to be imitators of Christ as he offered himself to God on our behalf, but anything, immorality, any form of impurity or greed must not even be mentioned among you as is fitting among the holy ones. No obscenity or silly or even suggestive talk, which is out of place, but instead offer your life as a fragrant offering to God. Offer thanksgiving to God. Be grateful to God for everything. And he says, continues, he says, be sure of this, that no immoral or impure or greedy person that is an idolater has any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and of God. And then he continues, yes, it is a high call. It's not something that's simple. And yet, and yet, St. Paul knows that it's possible, just as he, it was possible for him to overcome, you know, the, you know, his own limitations, brokenness, even though he says, I sometimes, I don't even know why I do the things that I do. I don't do the right things, which I know I should and ought to, but I, I do the things which I know that I can't. And then he says in one place, he says, you know, what a miserable person I am because I, I am trapped by my own weakness. And yet he says, let no one deceive you with empty arguments for because of these things, you know, some whoever wishes to, to reduce 
that, that level, reduce that bar, uh, and say, you know, justifying ourselves, we only are human beings. St. Paul says, no, we can't do this. We cannot deceive, let no one deceive you with empty arguments because, because of God's judgment upon those who, who are disobedient. So do not be associated with those who argue, who disregard, who set aside the gospel for other purposes and, 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 and means. So for you were once in darkness, but now you are a light in the Lord. So let us live as children of light. You know how it is. When somebody is in love with somebody else, they fall in love, they want to get married, and however, you know, there's no rules for them because they share things. They want to be with each other. They want to do the best things, you know. It's sometimes, sometimes when, when we sort of kind of stop or maybe kind of go through difficulties and, you know, misunderstandings, that's when rules are important. This is why St. Paul says, don't reduce that level of love for Christ so that you may need to, again, be reminded by the rules of who you are. Same way here in the gospel today, uh, Jesus sees a person who is in need of God's mercy, and this is great St. Luke, who's very sensitive to, to, the, to the brokenness. And, and, and he underscores all the times that Jesus reaches out to them. Anyone who is afflicted, anyone who is, who is afflicted spiritually or physically, he wants to give them the grace of healing because that's why he came. He came to save. He came to restore. He came to prepare us for, for eternal life. And so he sees this woman who for 18 years has been stooped. By the way, I, I have seen one person like that in my life. I saw her and she was walking like that and my heart just went out. She was never able to lift herself. I'm not too sure if maybe she'll have some surgeries. I do not know. But the fact is that, you know, to be stooped down and just that's all you can see. Barely you could keep your neck up because you can't see. It's very, very painful to see. And I, I think this is when Jesus reached out to her and, and, and wanted to, to restore her back to health. And, and, and yet he's criticized for it because, because of, of uh, you know, this Pharisaic interpretation that things cannot be done. This is part of work. And yet Jesus, with his absolute incredible insight and wisdom, which he offers only God can say to us, he says, look, you know, you yourselves, what do you do? You water the animals because they can't. If you tie them down, they can't drink. They have to because otherwise they will, they will scream, scream bloody murder. I don't know if you've ever seen animals when, when they are hungry or thirsty. They will make, make, know, make known that they have to have something. And so and because of that, you know, the, the, Jesus says to him, he says, don't you water your ox or ass, uh, uh, you know, donkey, bring him to water on the Sabbath. Isn't that work? according to your definition, no work should be done. He says, how much more an act of mercy, act of love, act of healing should be done on the Sabbath because the day of Sabbath is actually also a day of praising God for all the gifts that he gives. And so this is the invitation today for all of us is to take a closer look. Are we in some ways also uh, harshly criticizing someone? Are we, 
also someone who's, who's not really appreciative of the gifts that God gives and, and using judgment or, or, or rules to, to kind of um, reduce that capacity to love, reduce the gifts that we otherwise would have received. Today is a special day for us. Um, we begin our, what is called, first session of the provincial chapter. There's two sessions, and whereby we will elect delegates to go to Rome. We'll be uh, dealing with proposals, various proposals, how to enhance community life, how to live more faithfully, all those things which we'll do starting today. But, but before we start the, uh, the formal meetings, we have a special day of retreat. And once a year, we have a day, usually it's October 24th, but at least close to it, that we, we celebrate what is called Day of Atonement. Day of Atonement, which is day of fasting and prayer for the things that we have failed to do, for the things we have harmed, the things that we have been unfaithful. And so we ask God for his forgiveness, for his mercy. And there's a whole list of prayers, and there's a whole list of intentions, what we are asking God for his mercy for, especially because living in community, living as ministers of Christ, living as, as human beings, as Christians, we fail, we fail in many ways. And here it's not only the fact is that we acknowledge by going to confession the things that we have failed to do, but also in a communal way where we acknowledge to each other, to God as a community, asking him for his forgiveness and mercy. And, and we all ask in a special way. He says, he says this is the, uh, from the penitential litany. He said, today we stand before you as a community of sinners, putting our trust not in our own deeds, but in your mercy and forgiveness. We confess before you our own sins and shortcomings as well as those of religious community. We embrace with remembrance and prayers such of our confreres who left a community, perhaps not without, uh, not without our doing and our co-responsibility. We trust that you will show us your omnipotence most fully in a grace of forgiveness. And thus we ask, show us your mercy. Transform us by the power of your spirit so that we may become worthy of vocation which you bestow upon us. Together we beseech you, invoking your mercy and crying out, have mercy on us, have mercy on us. It's a beautiful tradition, beautiful tradition, religious community. Perhaps this is an invitation maybe to each family. I do have to tell you once, I went to, um, to visit a family and um, I did not know, I was invited you know, um, I, I, I came to visit. He says, you know, this gentleman with his wife said, we, we have our family gathering and we wish to have you there. We will pray and I will talk about things. Well, I did not know that this gentleman as a patriarch, so to speak, of his, of his family, he invited his brothers, sisters, cousins, whatever it is, and the house was fairly big. And so I was shocked to see that many people were there. And he says, Father, I have something very special to share with you. He says, I would like 
us as a family. And we had a lot of brokenness in our family, a lot of criticism, a lot of things. He says, I'd wish that we would do a, a family examination of conscience. Uh, and, and, and he prepared these reflections and these prayers. And I was like there, I was like so surprised by that. And yet I was so happy to see that he wanted to bring his family together as the oldest member of the, of the family. And I think they, they were surprised too, because I don't think they anticipated if they knew that that's what he'll be doing. Perhaps they wouldn't show up there. But nonetheless, what he did was so special. And they, you know, they had these prayers to read and prayers asking for forgiveness, for reconciliation, for the things they've done to each other, for the things that they failed to do to each other. And, you know, and, and at the end, he says, Father, he says, I want you to, I want you to ask the Father, we bring all our prayers together and ask him for that forgiveness and mercy. And so they had their day of atonement. They had their atonement. And, you know, and isn't it interesting how sometimes people in a sense of a sense of, of knowing what's needed to be done. You know, it's that which St. Paul says today, things that God inspires those individuals to know what to do because they live, they wish to live that level of, of faith by which, as we say, as we said today uh, in a responsorial psalm, behave like God as his very children. Be like Christ in every way. And that's the, that's the powerful invitation. And, and you know, today, do we remember also the Saint Anthony Maria Claret, who was born in Spain, and, and then uh, during his, his adult life, he was sent to, sent to Cuba, Santiago. He became archbishop there, and, and he began a major renovation, renewal of life of the people of God there. Well, some people were not exactly happy with it, you know, because that also involves not only changing of life, but also challenging many people. And somebody uh, wanted to harm him, and they did, you know. Uh, and, and, yet, and yet he, uh, although experiences this, this painful consequence of his own desire to teach and preach and live out this faith, inviting others, and yet he offered everything for that man. Uh, he forgave him. He wanted to remove any consequences, uh, legal consequences for, it, for that man who hurt and, you know, who used a knife to harm him. Uh, and, and this is the attitude of Christ. Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they do. Father, forgive them. This is the attitude that somehow, at the deepest level of who we are, we have to ask for forgiveness for others. We have to forgive them, but also ask for forgiveness for others. We have to let go of things. Maybe then today, the call to us comes from St. Paul and from the gospel, from Jesus. Be like God, even if it seems impossible. Strive to be like Christ, even if we, are, if we stumble. And, and I think the, the key here is that the Lord says to us, it's the sins of weakness do not harm the relationship. Sins of weakness, it's, a, it's the, 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 the sins of intentionality, where you want to intentionally hurt someone or, or harm, or in whatever way, or de destroy. So that's the, the sins of weaknesses versus the sins of intentionality. 
and Jesus, who offered himself as atoning sacrifice. And the very celebration of this Mass today, at every, as every Mass, is the atoning sacrifice of Christ. We enter into the timelessness of Christ's offering on our behalf. He is offering himself, asking Father for mercy, for forgiveness. And he restores and overcomes the division that sins has caused, separating us from God. He restores that unity, offers us that communion. And not only that, communion of relationship, but communion of his presence, the Eucharist, which is the communion of Christ in us, enabling us to become like him, even if it takes years, even if it takes time. But he will complete that, that gift of himself in us. And we who partake of, of his life, or partake of his words, partake especially of his body and his blood, we shall attain that fullness of life and live with him in happiness forever. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit divinemercyplus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's divinemercyplus.org. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.